Wonderful welcome to another episode for the Funkitpod and for Media Friday Media Cast time, where we take a look back at what happened this past week in the media. What's newsworthy, at least from my point of view, what could be interesting and what needs some analysis. And as always, over the past few weeks, I have to start with something serious, of course. Um, first off, still Myanmar, nothing changed. It's still bloody. The um, protests are still being met with force by the military. Nothing changed and nobody seems to care. Barack Obama said something again, um, which is nice, but it doesn't seem to be echoed by any of the active sitting um, head of states in any country so far. So um, yeah, please, if there is a chance to increase awareness, have more eyes on the prize, uh, please do what you can to, to do so. Um, one person who tried something last week was Miss Universe Myanmar, who went to the Miss Universe pageant in the US and even won a one like best, I think best national costume or something. And she tried to raise some awareness um, by saying, pray for Myanmar and hey, look at what's happening in my home country and so on. And now as a result, she's wanted by the military. So if she returns to Myanmar, she will pr probably go to jail. Um, but good on her for trying something. And we talk about this later down the road, um, about this patient thing and so on. Um, but good on her for, for using her platform, whatever platform that might be, right, um, to actually maybe get some eyes on like what's happening in her home country. But unfortunately, this is not the most pressing global political issue right now. Uh, because more people obviously are, I think, aware of what's happening in Israel and, and, and Gaza with um, the Israelis versus the Palestinians. I'm sorry if I, I had the German word in, in my in my uh, head. I was that's not the right word. So Israel, Gaza, um, Israel, Palestine, and so on. And this is not a political show, right? So I'm not going to go down a road like saying who's right, because if someone could say who's right, then we could have solved this problem. Uh, like a long, 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 long time ago. Um, but I went down the rabbit hole and tried to get as much information as I can before I would talk about something like this. And the, it, the one thing I can say is it's crazy. Um, like, because you can always go back and go back. Like, who was there first and who was the right to be there? And then who took something away from whoever? Uh, crazy. So we're not going down that road. Uh, I still stand and stick with what I said last week, though, uh, where I reiterated Trevor Noah's message on, on his uh, web show. Where he said basically, if you are like the stronger, the big brother, how much force do you have to show when you retaliate? Right? Um, I still, I still think that that's a that's an interesting thing to say and to to consider. Um, now, from a media point of view, right? I find it again. I'm gonna use the word interesting today a lot because I think it's somewhat a neutral world. I don't think it's a good thing. I don't think I think it's a bad thing, but I don't just want to hate because I want to analyze a little bit, right? So I find it interesting how different media channels um, are covering what's happening there. Clearly, there are some channels that are pro-Palestine, hashtag Free Palestine, and so on. Um, maybe the more Muslim channels might might be on, on that spectrum. Other channels are more pro-Israel, lots of American Western media that might be supported by... You go down that rabbit hole. Um, no conspiracies here yet. <laughs> Maybe if my conspiracies reach more people, I, I turn Alex Jones. But um, you can see that different outlets um, report differently about it. I see that 
here I see that um, in the US, I see that back home in Germany, like even I follow the the German state news channels, German state channel on, on Instagram, and they were posting very one-sided um, reports, like the, 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 the way they phrase things is very one-sided. It's like, oh, Hamas just decided to go all crazy and shoot rockets at Israel and they're not really saying like what triggered that I'm not saying Hamas has the right to shoot like 3,000 rockets or something towards Israel even though they know that the Iron Dome probably catches most of them but still of course I mean that reaction is of course um, but it's then it's triggered by what happened with the police and the Al-Aqsa Mosque and then they, that they killed innocent people and I understand it's just back and forth we're not going down the store right now yeah? but um, painting this picture as if it's only one that's like at fault um, is of course not not it's just not right because you can see it's a back and forth right if if I would personally want to blame someone I would blame Hamas yes I would blame them um, because they benefit from what's happening right now more more young um, people from Palestine joining Hamas probably to fight for what they think is right but the reaction that Hamas shows that has to trigger a response. If you shoot rockets to Israel, of course, Israel will say, hey, well, we are stronger, but if you shoot rockets at me, I'm going to do something. But of course, what Israel did before is also no-go. Um, Netanyahu is also to blame, of course. Uh, before, he couldn't he couldn't form a, a working government, basically. He couldn't form a working... He didn't have the majority, if I'm not mistaken, or it's like coalition government or something. Now that Israel is under attack, basically, everyone, everyone uh, I know, supports Netanyahu like yeah show strength yeah they are against us you show them right so Netanyahu benefits from this so it's good for Hamas it's good for Netanyahu on both sides right they're both now happy that they it's for their cause and who else is happy the media is happy especially those outlets that are not trying to be unbiased the, the outlets that, that are like pushing the bias and pushing like the, the trigger the triggers the moral panics we talked about this a few times before here on this channel uh, yeah the ones that are pro-Israel the ones that are pro-Palestine um, and of course more clicks right oh my god more terror more ah, here this that yeah. clicks buys downloads whatever you, you want so they're also benefiting from what's going on and of course they don't want uh, a solution and most of those outlets they are not there right I mean the audience is not there we aren't there. We're not suffering. We're seeing it on the internet, maybe even uh, on a I don't know, newspaper, but most likely in the inter on the internet. So you see it, and it's far away. You're like, oh, sh that happens there. Oh, let's click on it. And you keep reading about it. You keep watching about it. But you don't try to change something. You don't tell your politicians, that's effed up. You need to change something. No, you're just reading it like, whoa, it's kind of like society for spectacle kind of thing. Like it doesn't happen here. It happens there. I'm ex excited to see what happens there as long as it doesn't affect me. Well, let's just keep watching. And that's the big problem there. Yeah. So it's again, Netanyahu, one side, Hamas, other side, and then the media that benefits from all those things. And it's crazy. And who suffers? The normal people suffer, right? It's insane. Um, luckily, and I, I use this word very loosely here right now, but luckily now, of course, the people that actually suffer now eventually also have platforms to show this, right? Social media hasn't been, has been around, but not that big back then. And when the last war broke out in that area, I think it was 2013, 14, around that. Um, of course, there was social media, but it wasn't like 
the way it is right now right for right uh, for example right now you can see lots of uploads from that area from gaza from from uh, jerusalem on tiktok and it's a and i keep using this word interesting again but also b I mean, even if it looks like it's from a normal person, right? Like, like, yeah, cool citizen journalism. Yeah, nice. But is it actually, or is it a soldier who does it? Is it someone who is invested in the whole thing? Yeah. Hmm. It's tough, but it's very interesting to see how media covers that, A, and then how social media is being used by those people affected in there and people who want to affect something, right? The people that are uploading it. Yeah, maybe they're uploading it because it happens right now and they're like wow that's happened that happened so maybe there are also lots of them who try to influence public opinion yeah so crazy and seeing this we can of course also see that fake news are spreading again right so on each side um the fake news to just to to rally more support behind your cause are spreading like wildfire like this happened then and this israeli soldier went there and killed so many people whatever and then this guy from gaza i know hits hit a palace uh, hit an israeli and then tore his head off or what like crazy stuff right but fake news popping up everywhere why it supports the narrative and it spreads fast because you are so invested in your side. And right now we can see, I think, on social media in particular, that the wider audience shifts towards towards Gaza, towards Palestine, right? Well, maybe 20 years ago or so, it was more like, you see the news, you see like, oh, yeah, Israel. In the news, it's always like, hey, we're meeting with Israel and we have support of Israel and so on. You, you, you thought Israel was the good guy. And now you have social media and you see what's happening and you hear the voices of the poor people in the Gaza Strip and you're like, oh, wow, man, free Palestine. And I'm not saying it's wrong, by the way, just saying what's happening, right? So, but then of course, also the news, if you hear something, uh, bad about Israel and you, you're pro-Palestine you're like yeah that must be true and then you just you're just gone you're like yeah F them and so on and of course also the other way around right so it's just all crazy what happens right now and again losing this word lo very loosely very interesting to just see how the media mechanism the, the media devil unfolds and just uses what's happening there to its full extent right again politicians and the media they're like yeah that's the money making click baiting i know action triggering machine that we want so if i would swear on this channel i would say f all of them <laughs> but whew. um yeah so the me the media really should should um try to be unbiased and just give us all the facts of course like watch uh guard dog effect right it hasn't been like this uh in forever and now i think it's just getting worse but let me know what you think do you think um media mainstream media more on this also in a second they're doing a good job in covering this and then educating the audience about what's happening or do you think they could do better um Speaking of media and just to go full circle with like the sad start to, to today's episode, like in Myanmar, we can also see that the media, of course, isn't covering anything uh, unbiased. The media that tries to cover um, what's happening and to bring the truth out, get shut down, get threatened, the journalists go, get thrown to jail. The one media outlet that's still like running as normal is like a pro-military government media outlet that talks about like the crop harvesting and whatnot. <laughs> um, so, of course... Um, and now there's also pressure on like international media. Like, why don't you cover more about this? And I think this pressure 
is correct and I hope that this pressure leads to something. Since we already started with like this, those those tough topics, let's just stick with tough topics before we then go to the easier ones. Um, not as tough, but still kind of tough because it's mental health related. Even though it was Prince Harry who spoke about mental health issues on Oprah, because him and Oprah have like this new TV show on Apple TV, right, where they talk about like mental health and so on with celebrities, and um, so he was talking about that. Um, well, the BBC and how they get access to Diana and so on was really bothering or was really like a burden for Diana and for, for her husband, for Prince Charles back then. And it yeah, was increasing the pressure on the relationship and how, how Princess Di felt and so on. Now, decades later, the BBC is actually inquiring. There has an inquiry uh, in regards to what happened there, also, also towards the journalist. So they're checking this now decades uh, later. Uh, Prince William also came out later on um, agreeing, saying, yeah, terrible what happened there and how, how the BBC or other news outlets um, were behaving, basically. And he, Prince Harry now says... Um, Bad media practices are still very, very much widespread. And it's also one reason why he wanted to leave the royal family because he was scared for his wife, Megan, Megan, Megan Markle, um, that she would have or meet a similar fate than uh, Diana did. So um, I think it's complaining on a very higher level, but still it's warranted and it shows that mental health because he said he struggled a lot and he drank a lot back then and so on um that is a thing that no one is safe from right so um that's a good thing that they are sharing this and i think the first episode was, was with uh, lady gaga who then also shared how she got raped and so on so i'm not trying to make light of this not at all um so check out those those episodes i think that that's probably a very interesting i keep using this word i haven't watched it maybe i'm gonna watch it afterwards and then maybe you can discuss this in, in the next episode um, since we already talked about like what what um, how terrible the media is doing a job, and, uh, a report came out that said um, uh, bad news bearers. So um, kind of like the real news, the unbiased news, they die out because uh, why? Because we want to only have news that make us click, that trigger an emotion, that trigger a response. So if there is unbiased news reporting, like it's just an average headline, and then you have like I don't know two or three thousand words of unbiased factual reporting you're not reading that right what are you what do you read like a clickbaity headline like that happened what are seven thousand rockets flying through gaza i know 27 people killed and you're like oh, another hamas terror attack like, yeah let's click on this that's what you click on right you're not clicking on like the unbiased news um and that's why actual journalism is dying out and clickbait journalism is of course um, still doing okayish, and what you're gonna do is the question, Hulk Hogan. What you're gonna do, brother, when when actual journalism is about to die out? And take your vitamins and maybe don't fall for clickbaits. And the interesting thing is, and I just related to another study here, smooth transitions here today, sad ones, but smooth transitions. Um, there was a research um, or a survey has, has been done in the US and. Americans have been asked what they think uh, is mainstream media. And surprisingly, it was like a bipartisan like agreement there. Like um, people on both, both sides of the spectrum or like Democrats, Republic, Republican agreed that uh, ABC News, for example, is mainstream. 87% agree here. CNN also 87% agreed here. New York Times 79 agreed. MSNBC 78. 
Rachel, good job. Fox News 73, Wall Street Journal 71, and then it goes down. New York Post 61, and then we hit the internet with like Half Post 37, BuzzFeed 22, Sean Hannity <laughs> 20. Good that they know that. Um, Newsmax 12, good that they know that. Breitbart 9, good that they know that. Um, so, interesting. Again, why? Because A, it looks like the audience knows that HuffPo, for example, is not mainstream, right? But then, does it matter? I think a better question would have been, do you believe what you read in those outlets? Because just classifying them as mainstream doesn't mean anything. Donald Trump says mainstream media is the fake news media. So just because I classify CNN as mainstream, I'm like, yeah, I know CNN is mainstream, does not mean I believe CNN, right? Just maybe for me as someone who's like crazy into like everything Donald Trump said as an example, not hating, just an example. I say, I know Breitbart isn't mainstream, but that's why I believe them, right? So I, I think they should have like, gone into more detail there like abc is mainstream yeah but do we believe them yeah do we believe cnn nah never those cuomo brothers what the hell they don't cnn right <laughs> so um a nice survey but yeah should have gone into more detail there mm, i'm looking for another smooth transition well we talk about media so hey we talk about cnn that actually fits why well Because a huge merger has been announced in the media industry. Uh, Warner Media and Discovery are merging. Uh, there's no name for the new company yet, but this merging of those two huge players creates the second biggest conglomerate, media conglomerate in the world behind Disney, which is also launching Disney Plus in Thailand soon, by the way, I think June or July. Are you excited? I'm not. <laughs> It's too late. I'm sorry. I'm not. I was excited when they launched it first. But yeah, Disney Plus now. Do I need Disney Plus to watch Star Wars? I'm not sure. Um, but back to the, the this conglomerate. So Warner Media and Discovery are now now merging. Um, so AT&T, which was the owner, uh, is spinning off and merges Warner and Discovery. The Discovery CEO, I think, will remain the CEO here. And it will be the second biggest media conglomerate by revenue after Disney. Um, so this surprised me because I didn't see it coming. Now, looking at the facts, it's not surprising. <laughs> it's, a, it's a smart business move, right? So you want to compete with Disney, you join forces, you have more money, more, more revenue, you can create more impactful I know, content that reaches more people and so on. So that, that, that makes sense. I just didn't see the science. So, but eventually it, it does make sense from a business point of view. Um, it will house brands, and I noted it down, so I don't get it wrong. Brands ranging from HBO, for example, yeah, Warner Brothers, of course, and CNN. See, smooth transition once again um, to TLC, HDN, Game of Thrones, um, Wonder Woman, Sesame Street, the Food Network, Eurosport, Harry Potter, and the Olympics. Huh, interesting, right? So um, the new CEO, I simply say it's the CEO, I'm not sure, but he's the guy who runs everything at Saslav, Mr. Saslav. He says spending on content will be around 20 billion annually, which could rival Netflix spending on content. So that's a lot, which means now those two, those big conglomerate, 
merging of those those two companies, they have so much more money now to combine so that they can actually create some hopefully mind-blowing stuff or they just give it to John Oliver <laughs> uh, if they don't have to spend it for dragons and fire and ice walkers and so on. So, But you can expect them to come up with some big shows or movies and whatnot to maybe compete with uh, Disney and, and like rake in some more revenue, of course. This is now... I, know, I have several opinions on this. Once, okay, business-wise, it makes sense. You go together, you have synergies there, you merge, you have more money, you can try to rival Disney. On the other hand, of course, if all the big conglomerates just buy stuff all the time, then, of course, it's hard for the, the small player to actually compete with them, right? Um, yeah, that, that's that's just economy 101, right? The small player gets, gets um, eaten by the big player or bought up, if they're lucky, by the big player. In this case, though, I mean, those two players weren't small, so now they're joining forces to become super big. They're probably going to buy then others up as well. In the end, it's going to be Disney and then maybe this new new venture then just competing there. <laughs> I'm not going to subscribe to Disney, so just they don't get more money. I'm going to keep my 79 baht or whatever that would be per month to myself. And you know who also doesn't get it? But let me know what you think, of, of course. Um, I'm, I'm curious to hear, do you think that's a good idea, bad idea? You're looking forward to what content they're going to create. You say, oh, no, it's another conglomerate out there, a bigger one. I don't like it. So let me know what you think. But you know who also won't get my money? And who also doesn't want it, but they won't get my money? WhatsApp. And they also don't get my data. Because <laughs> I deleted WhatsApp already. So um, WhatsApp came up with like this new privacy regulations, right? Um, early this year, and they said, you have to agree by... May, mid-May, otherwise your WhatsApp won't work anymore. But now they say, hey, um, because so many people didn't agree it, no problem, you can agree later at any time, but you got to agree at some point. If you don't agree, and I quote, if you don't agree, then WhatsApp will eventually penalize users and you will find out that your WhatsApp will limit and will add some limitations to your WhatsApp, um, which would be the inability to access your chat list. Removal of the ability to receive incoming calls or notifications. Eventually, WhatsApp will stop sending messages and calls to your phone. So you don't have to accept it. But if you don't accept it, that might happen eventually. It's like the mafia. It's like, oh, Johnny, you don't have to do what we tell you to do. But wouldn't it be a pity if your wife and your son would meet an unfaithful end of their life okay I, i'm not good at being a mafia boss apparently but you know what i mean right so nice <laughs> nice uh, way of handling things by whatsapp they they put, uh, put out an article they also had on social media check time it's whatever monday tuesday wednesday uh, it's noon let's talk about it no we don't listen to your calls yes it's still encrypted no we don't yeah and then i follow the link to the article um and then at the bottom of the article uh, there's a sub paragraph called discovering a business you may see an ad on facebook with a button to message a business using whatsapp if you have whatsapp installed on your phone you'll have the option to message that business facebook may use the way you interact with these ads to personalize the ads you see on facebook so they say they don't listen to you what you chat but they see who you text how often you text them when you text them and that they're gonna use this to personalize your, ad, your ads on Facebook. <laughs> Thank you, Facebook. <laughs> and that's why I deleted them. 
if you want to reach me, reach me on Telegram, but only if you're not a Russian bot or on Signal, of course. Um, great. Uh, let me know what you're doing with WhatsApp. Do you keep it? Do you delete it? Who needs WhatsApp anyways? They don't have any stickers. Use the line, what we use here in Thailand. But since we are on the Facebook train right now, let's finish the Facebook news, I hope. Um, Instagram now adds new pronouns, uh, pronoun option for user profile so you can now pick your own profile since i mean ig is a platform for the wokest people besides twitter i guess so it's just about time that instagram adds this i believe um yeah good on them i don't want to make fun of it because i don't want to get canceled just before this is even taking off in any form so um good job instagram you're winning the wokeness game Woo! i mean couldn't you just add your pronouns to your bio anyways okay but good on instagram for doing this um yeah, sometimes it just feels Facebook is like, we have to be more woke now, let's do this to, to take heat away, steam away from other news. But in this case, I haven't heard any other bad news besides the WhatsApp news. So good on IG for doing this. Speaking of IG and how do I find another smooth transition? And of companies that IG copied and tried to kill, <laughs> Snapchat. Snapchat has a summit, a partner summit uh, this past week, and they announced new features at a partner summit, including... AR-enabled spectacles and brand profiles. Hey, brand profiles in 2021. God, what? Uh, Snapchat, you're so forward-thinking. <laughs> AR-enabled spectacles sound cool, though, and I think out of my friend, out of all my friends and followers that I know in person, like, I don't know, a thousand-something people, I know one person still using Snapchat, and that's because she's an AR artist. AR and VR artist. Shout out to Sue if you're listening to this. Um, <laughs> I'm looking forward to you having a guest lecture again in my class. Um, but yeah, so she posts about this all the time. It's the only person I know who posts about Snapchat. But if you're testing the spectacles, let me know. Hey, Snapchat, if you want me to test it, shout out too. Um, speaking of companies that Instagram tries to kill... <laughs> Um, TikTok, the TikTok, uh, the, the TikTok, the CEO of TikTok um, quit, and that's news. A because the way he quit, um, he he wrote a resignation letter, like very nice and polite. Like I don't feel like I have to write skill set to bring the company forward. So the, it's the CEO of ByteDance, by the way. So the founder of ByteDance, which owns TikTok, right? So he's like, I'd rather keep developing stuff and daydream and whatnot. Um, so I let some other guy run run the business. That is, the word comes again, interesting. Because <laughs> he's not, a, not the first one. Like a, a few other tech, young tech CEOs, they quit. Um, now there are rumors out there that might be because of the pressure of the Chinese government, because maybe they're too free thinking and so on, too critical. You can see what happens if you're too critical, like with Jack Ma, for example. Um, Alibaba was about to go public, then they said, no, you can't go public. Um, then all of a sudden, Jack Ma disappeared for a while, and now he's not saying anything anymore about the government, unlike what he did before. Um, Tencent was hit with an antitrust investigation uh, because apparently they didn't follow orders. Um, the financial affiliate and group, like the Alibaba financial affiliate and group, had to um, agreed to an overhaul ordered by the government and so on. So it's not the first time that like tech leaders are under pressure there. Let's see what happens to Binance. Wow. Um, so yeah, it's it's interesting again to see like what happens and 
um, if everyone has to fall fall in line and and so on. So you can see the pressure increasing there. Um, yeah, I should have. I, I wanted to keep it for the end, but like speaking of Binance right now, uh, another Chinese tech entrepreneur. Uh, I think about based in Hong Kong, right? But still, uh, um, should we talk about the crypto crash right now? <laughs> should we talk about Binance already? Um, and the crypto crypto hodl hashtag hodl people hodl gang hodl gang hodl gang hodl gang cryptos are in free fall right now. That's why I mean I buy the dip. I hope you buy the dip too, so that the dip stops dipping at some point. Uh, but it's of course crazy what's happening right now with like trade uh, with like taxes being introduced in the US. I believe China is cracking down on mining. It wants to because it already no it already prohibits. I think. Bitcoin and so on, so now they also want to um, crack down on mining. Um, the f I think the hash rate already dropped by a lot this part, these past few days. Um, then, yeah, I think I said taxes in the US, other countries also taxes. But there was another um, suggestion, I think today or yesterday, by a US congressman who wants to have like more favorable taxes for cryptocurrency. So someone who understands that this is something to stay, not just something to, to add all the tax on. So let's see what happens there. Uh, other countries might follow suit. So mm, I still think, of course, crypto depends which one. Don't just fall for everything. Shiba, uh, for example, um, is the future. Obviously, blockchain is here to stay. So um, just make the right smart investments or just give me your money and I invest for you. That's a joke. Uh, okay, so let's not talk about more about crypto because maybe we do this next week in more detail. But if I keep talking about, talking about crypto, I'm gonna cry. Um, one thing that doesn't make me cry, that makes me go like, good on you, girl, is um, girl, is Demi Lovato coming out as non-binary. Hey, Demi, good on you. And I'm not saying this sarcastically because I listened to her on Joe Rogan a few weeks ago. She was really cool, really funny, really open about like her life and how things crashed down on her several times and so on. And now she's, what did she say, California sober or something? And so and now she, and she said she struggles with like identifying her sexuality and so on. And now she comes on as, out as non-binary. Cool, good for her. I wonder why celebrities always feel the need to share this. But then while saying this, I also understand maybe she wants to use her platform saying, hey, see, I don't know really what I am, how I feel. And so I think that's what I'm going to do right now. And maybe you're struggling yourself. And if you're watching this, and if you're watching me, that I go to the same struggles, maybe that makes you feel better. If that's the case, then all the power to her. Good on Demi Lovato for doing this. Not good on someone for doing something. <laughs> hey, let's see if we can keep this going until the end. Um, not good on, and who runs it? HBO, not good on HBO. Discovery, Warner, yeah. Friends, I was looking forward to the Friends reunion. I mentioned this a few weeks ago. Now the first full trailer came out and it's really disappointing. It's like, it's going to be like a one-off and they're just sitting around and they all got really old. They're just sitting <laughs> Everyone gets old, I know. They're just sitting around and then reminiscing about the past. And then in the trailer, Ross is playing that game in like their old apartment again, um, which is could be fun. But but I was hoping for like a show show kind of thing, not just like them reminiscing about the good old times with like special guests and so on. Am I going to watch it? Yeah. Am I going to sing along with the with the theme theme song? Yeah. But am I disappointed? Yeah, I would have loved to have it like an actual friends reunion for one or two or three or ten episodes. 
Ah, but again, then in 2021, you couldn't you couldn't have a show like this anymore with the with the same main actors. They would have need to add then, I don't know, more inclusive cast, of course. So, yeah, okay, I see why it doesn't work. But still, oh, what also didn't work, and I think that's the that's the last smooth. No, it's not. But it's another smooth segue here. What also didn't work was winning Miss Universe for Miss Universe Thailand. At least it didn't work, and she made the top ten. I believe I believe Amanda Obdam. D-Mark, Amanda, D-Mark. Um, she didn't win. Uh, why do I mention this? People here went crazy for this, this beauty pageant happening. Like crazy. And uh, from Germany, no one cares about beauty pageants. They are there, but no one cares. Like You didn't even care about Heidi Klum back then, right? She became famous because she became famous in the US. So we don't really care about those things. Um, but okay, they're there. But here everyone was posting about it like on social media for like the same day and the day after. Everybody was posting about, oh my God, Miss Universe, Miss Mexico didn't deserve it. She's not pretty. She should go into the kitchen or whatever, like offensive stuff. Not for me on social media. Um, Miss Thailand is better, Miss Philippines, Miss whatever. Crazy. And then I thought about it, like, why is there such a big deal here? And then I realized, well, beauty patients are are pop culture personified basically it's easy to digest everybody can have an opinion and everybody's opinion is right there's no objective truth to it everybody is right you say miss philippines the most is the prettiest one uh, if you think so i think miss germany if you think so miss thailand if you think so yeah then you can argue about it but there's no objective truth so you cannot say you're wrong because who judges beauty right it's perfect and it's a distraction from work so everyone in the media industry is also like yeah it's cool they're all gonna watch it they're gonna talk about it they're gonna share it and we can distract them from actual problems the government is like yeah you all watch miss universe stuff watch it everywhere on free tv and so on um because it distracts you yeah, so everybody's happy again it's a kind of smart thing i was wondering like why why isn't miss universe canceled yet in 2021 wokeness has reached the highest of levels and the one tv show that i would assume would have been canceled by the woke movement would should have been a beauty pageant but it's not and why because of course it works so well for all everybody involved and you keep pushing it and pushing it and it now all makes sense it's like neo in the matrix right you know in the media matrix like yes it makes complete sense why they still have this why they push this and especially in countries where you have other problems and where the people should be thinking about maybe politics and whatnot those things are being pushed down the throat so that you're distracted and you don't have time to think about anything else because you don't think about real stuff is exhausting watching miss universe talking about it is not and that's what the media wants the government wants Everybody's happy. Right? Right. Still, I think Miss Mexico, you deserve it. <laughs> Who also deserves what's coming at him? <laughs> Maybe, allegedly, is Bill Gates. Actually, I take this back. I don't think so. Uh, maybe. <laughs> I would agree that he deserves to being dragged through the mud if he actually went to that island with Epstein. If he didn't go to the island, if he's just if he just was buddies with him, then it's, that's uh, and I don't like him. But unless he knew, of course, if he knew, then uh, shame on Bill Gates. If he didn't know, if he just was buddies for whatever reason, then it's just uh, then it's just weird. Um, 
Anyway, now in the news, Bill Gates reportedly asked out several women in his office while married. That's from the New York Post, by the way, which is, according to the US audience, 61% mainstream, just as an FYI. <laughs> so uh, reportedly asked out several women in his office while married. So that's, uh, well, yeah, sorry. But apparently the marriage was like more like a thing to show, not really yeah, in love. Nevertheless, this could be a thing, but apparently, and I'm just saying what I read in the articles, he asked them out and they said no. And then that's it. End of story. He didn't say, if you don't go out with me, I'm going to fire you. If he would say this, yes, pick. Yeah, me too. But apparently he didn't say it. So if he doesn't say that, if he just says, hey, you want to go out? And they say no, and then that's it. Then yeah, okay, you're a pick because you are married. But rest the story. So, I mean, it's just because he's in the news and now everyone wants to jump on it. Jump on it. Um, but yeah, I mean, what Bill Gates is not going to do is, of course, A, be quiet and like just let the storm brew over. Maybe then fix, maybe bring out the, the actual COVID vaccine that heals everybody. And then we're going to forgive you. And what he's also going to do is he's going to go on dating apps. And there's a new dating app in town that I didn't know before because hey, I don't need it anymore. Um, this dating app is called Snack. <laughs> and it had, the logo is a heart out of, made out of a pretzel. <laughs> And Snack is uh, explained as Tinder meets TikTok. Ooh, so it's just singles dancing or doing awkward stuff. I don't know. Uh, it ha apparently went through lots of funding rounds already. It got lots of backing. So good on you. Um, what's it called? Snack. It's uh, on the website. It says video first dating. And I would have tried it, but it's not available on Android. <laughs> so I can't try it, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, so... Dating apps never go out of style since I can hear pandemic you now, more lockdowns are coming in, at least here for us in uh, Thailand, Southeast Asia. Um, yeah, so dating apps, of course, still are a thing. Mm, someone you know who's in this podcast right now might also be involved in some kind of dating startup dating app and can say people are keeping keep signing up. It's very interesting. Just saying. All right, that's about it. We already talked about the crypto crash. I want to talk about it at the end because I thought we end on a sad note again. But maybe let's not do this. Let's let's end on um, a positive note. I delete the crash here and I just say crypto. So crypto, <laughs> let me frame this positively. Now all the panic sellers and buyers are out. So now it's just us nerds again. So now let's just make the best of it and let's just show them how it's done. <laughs> See, on a serious note though, um, I, like one of the big issues, I think, um, with the crypto crash on why it happened is that everybody jumped on board so fast. Like, oh my God, it's going through the roof. I need to be on there. And then those crypto trading apps, right? We have some here in Thailand, Bitcup, for example, but they're like global ones uh, in the US, Robinhood, uh, I know Coinbase, Binance. Binance, uh, Binance doesn't make it sound super easy, if, especially if you want to use the advanced trading platform on Binance. You have to watch a video and then answer a few questions, and then they let you let you use it. But like like yeah, Coinbase, like Robinhood, Bitcup, they make it look so super easy. Like hey, yeah, it's fun, just trade. They don't really make you aware of the risks that are that are in the. Maybe like when you sign up, there's like a small paragraph like investing is risky, and like, yeah, whatever. But yeah, so lots of people just invest their money and like, yeah, cool, 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 cool. I want to get get rich quick. And of course, if you think about it, it never works. Because getting rich quick is always like a scam, right? So if you actually want to invest in anything, stocks, crypto, whatever, you have to 
take time. You have to be aware that you can lose everything and you have to take your time to understand the market, what happens, what influences the market and so on. Lots of people didn't do it and I think they were then all shocked that, hey, it can actually crash and then, oh, I have to get out, sell, 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 sell. And now all those panic buyers sold, of course, they're out again like, I don't know, crypto is a scam and so on. A few weeks ago, Robinhood and whatnot was on top of the download charts in the US, right? I don't think that's the case anymore. <laughs> I think now last week it was like this, this, this pipeline gas thingy um, app that was on there. Um, by the way, they pay the money, right? They, psh, don't tell anyone because US companies don't pay ransom, but they paid 4.4 million or something around along this line so that the pipe is uh, not hacked anymore. I would just hack it again. Um, but yeah, so that, that's my summary of the crypto disaster right now. Um, if you're still in there, then we enter, enter together, whole gang for life, or at least until the next peak, and then we just sell everything. <laughs> All right, that's it for this week. Let me know what you think about how the media handles like those situations in the Middle East and Myanmar, very serious uh, topics, uh, mental health, printary, and so on. But also, like, what do you think about the crypto crash and so on? What do you think about Bill Gates? Does he deserve what's happening right now? Is there anything else you would love to have discussed here on the pod? Let me know via social media, comments, or email, funkitpod at gmail.com. Until then, thank you for joining. Stay safe, take care, and I'll see you soon. 